everybody. Elena Mazana here, and this is Life Over Matter podcast. And I'm here today with a special guest, uh, Tessa Madison. Do I say your name correctly? Madison, right? Yeah, that's great. Yep. Perfect. And Tessa is a yogi. She's a mom. She's a life seeker, and she is a change management specialist. And I have known Tessa for about maybe seven years. Welcome. Thank you so much. Welcome from Canada. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing awesome today, actually. Yeah, it's it's so many things have happened in the last year. So it's so exciting that things are improving and there's summer here in Canada. So that's always wonderful. That's great. I wanted to talk to you because you and I met about seven years ago at Shivananda Retreat in the Bahamas. Um, yep. And then we've connected again. We had good conversations. Um, one thing I've noticed that we had some common, you know, interests and, and, and thoughts about empowerment, about improvement, about, um, you know, healing and working on yourself and also some women, women issues. So that's why I wanted to connect to you and talk a little bit about uh, some things. Um, you and I, when we have met, that was in Shivananda, what you, you took a trip just, you know, was it like a vacation? Because for me, it was a, you know, short, short vacation to just heal and find myself and really enjoy the Bahamas. What was it like for you then? Well, she was a special gift to myself. Uh, it was for my 50th birthday. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really wanted to give myself a special, special treat. Uh, I am a qualified Shivananda yoga teacher and I had been to um, the ashram here in Canada. And I'd heard lots of things about the one in the Bahamas. And I said, oh, that would be nice. So for me, going and learning some more teaching, more to be around with other yogis, to be in that environment, is a real treat for me so that's why I decided to give myself that treat that was nice what 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 would you say you took away from that trip for yourself um one of the things that uh, I've discovered a lot about myself as I've uh, got older is that although I'm a very social person and I love people I love uh, reflection time and I like alone time and uh, as you know, I'm, I'm a mom, I have two children, and, uh, you know, I was married for a very long time. And uh, interesting, uh, interestingly enough, I, I talked to you about being, like, I call myself the sandwich moms, uh, is that, um, you know, I got married, I followed my partner's career, I had children, but before that, in my 20s, I backpacked all around all over the world. I traveled extensively. I had done some amazing things. And then I just became a mom. And so uh, I've really been working on an evolution piece in the last uh, 15 years of myself mm -hmm. uh, of reconnecting with who I am as a person, what speaks to me, what I need to uh, develop. And I think it happens so much to women is that we, we nurture and take care of our families and we lose maybe the essence of who we are. So I found that a lot with uh, some women my age that, you know, if you reflect and take that time, it's amazing how you reconnect to who I am as a person. And so that trip was 
another one of my trips that I had started taking uh, to reconnect with who I was as a person. And mm-hmm. I, I have to say that um, when I had small children, I hadn't been on a holiday or been away or even been with girlfriends for 15 years. I had just done stuff with the family. And, you know, when I made that conscious choice, no, I actually need to go and do something for myself. (laughs) And I need to have that time by myself. You know, you have to plan and you have to organize and you have to, you know, do it step by step. Um, So I was able to, you know, do a weekend by myself on a course and then a week and then I did two weeks. And so I've built up over the years. That was Um, not easy. How how long did you stay at the Shivananda? And how old were your kids then? So that was later on. So when you met me, I'd already been successfully doing that. So it was just uh-huh. a week. Uh, but uh, actually, my biggest time away from them, I've done it twice now. I've been away from my children um, for a month. Uh, the, the, the month when I went and did my yoga training, mm-hmm. that was a huge, huge thing because also, um, you know, n- not connecting with them on a, on a daily basis. Uh, my kids were a little older, so um, just starting high school and finishing middle school. But oh. it's still a it's still a long time for the main parent of a child mm-hmm. to be away for. Yeah, so they were like in their teens, right? Already. So sort of uh, twelve and fourteen, yeah. that kind of age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So for a whole month, you were away from them. Well, just over actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's amazing because I can I cannot imagine it right now at this stage obviously because see you said you've you've traveled um, when you were young in your twenties then you got married then you followed your partner's career and then you were a mom right full time you were not pursuing anything for yourself right for for mm-hmm. for, for, for many well, years I was work I was always working but yeah. I wasn't working for my career I was I basically did. Uh, work I've always worked wherever I have um my uh ex-husband uh, was military so we moved regularly mm-hmm. so that's why I call myself a change uh, agent specialist because I've had to uh, change and adapt mm-hmm. gl- globally and I do mean that because we've moved countries we've moved different places of and all over the world and but I had done that before mm. I, met, I met him I've moved more than 20 times in my life Mm-hmm. And as I told you, I'm about to move again next month. So yes, but you you're still going to be in Canada, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it looks like you were still kind of doing what you what you were really enjoying in your twenties, the moving and traveling, and you were traveling, although you were traveling sort of along with your husband, kind of following him on his on his journey, right? Well, yeah. So when before I got married, I traveled. Uh, usually I have a very good girlfriend that I'm still in touch with. We were friends from 18. Uh, she's German. Actually, I, I worked at Walt Disney World in Florida, believe it or not. I'm from the UK originally, but yeah. I got a job in Disney and I met her there when we were 18. And she went back to Germany. I went back to the UK. And then uh, every summer we would backpack. We went backpacking in different places of the world. Mm-hmm. And I did that right through until I got married. And then with my uh, partner, we would travel, but we never did the same kind of adventure traveling. My partner wasn't that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, so when I decided later on 
you know, that I needed to, yeah. that traveling was part of who I am and exploring and uh, exploring. I really love to explore mm -hmm. off the beaten track. Um, yeah, I started traveling. I, I went on a couple of trips with some, again, ladies, a couple of ladies that I could uh, arm twist and yeah, we, yeah. Could, we, could, we could find calendars that would match up. And then uh, I fell in love with India. I had not been to India in my 20s. I fell in love with my India in my 40s. And um, I couldn't find anybody who would travel with me. Mm. I couldn't find somebody whose calendar would match up or they were interested or anything. So I said, why am I waiting? Why don't I just do it myself? Like mm. I'm an experienced traveler, you know? So that was one of the first travels that you started doing after you decided to spend time. Yeah. Then I started doing solo traveling, which is a totally different experience. Oh yeah, you you and um, I think you kind of feel comfortable traveling solo when you've settled things like having family and children. You really feel like you want to open up to the world in a different way. Like the way I feel now, uh, I've you know I have a nine month old and a three year old. I noticed how <clears throat> it's not like I'm hungry for communication, but I do feel this like like want I'm like I want to talk to people I want to meet people you know and this is one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast because you know I'm, I can't really you know meet hang out with my friends have lunch and and in a sense Zoom made it possible to connect with someone like you who's in Canada or somebody who's in Europe and to me this is a way to you know have my social life as well and have meaningful conversations that are inspiring for others you know even though you know, I can't really, really travel right now. So I can understand what you're talking about. Yeah, and I think I think it's so technology is so wonderful has opened that avenue for us and having these connections and you and not like us talking today. But but even before, you know, the just the telephone, but doing the, the visuals. I mean, it's phenomenal. All my family is overseas. So I talk with them regularly like this. Um, but I come from a family of adventurers, actually. My parents, my grandparents traveled extensively. So I would definitely say it's in my DNA, actually, to travel. Um, but the biggest thing is what travel brings to you. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it has given me so much more like openness and viewpoint on humans humanity how we're all connected mm -hmm. uh it it is it is always a thrill to connect with people from different places in the world you don't have to speak the same languages you know it's amazing how you can connect with people for all different ways but you know uh going off the beaten track you know like and finding a lovely small village, you know, and sitting and having a chai or a coffee and just being, what, right? Just and, being. Yeah, that's why yeah. I, I was attracted to talking to you uh, at Shivananda. There were so many people there, as you remember. And uh, we had a little, our little table, you know, people kind of connecting. And, and I was like, this woman is, she's so like full of joy. She's so bright. Mm -hmm. Like you were like beaming with light and you were just like, you had a big smile on your face and you're just like enjoying and you're so present, you know, that was just so 
contagious about you. Thank you. That's very sweet. Look, you made me well. Um, I wanted to, to ask you because there are, I know many people out there, some women I, my age, a little younger, who are not married, um, want to be married, want to have children, but really, and I talked to some of them, having a hard time thinking about marriage because they're afraid of the shackles of marriage, because they're afraid of the fact that they will not be able to travel, that they will not be able to go get their nails done or be spontaneous or have the social life they have. I can understand it because I had it, and but I made a really strong decision that I wanted to have family and I I love it. And I'm yeah, finding yeah. ways to still have, you know, things that I can do for myself. What, what, what can you advise to women who are kind of on the edge that's just not able to open up? Yeah, that's actually a really, that's a multifaceted answer question, yeah. really, yeah. because I can actually say that, you know, I'm actually in a new relationship now and I've, I actually struggled with exactly that last year uh, of deciding, you know, uh, do I want a partner in my life? Do I want that love in my life? And, you know, one of the biggest things that um, modern women, you know, I, I've had the opportunity to have a wonderful education. I went to university, you know, I, I've had lots of opportunities. I'm very, very lucky. Uh, but, you know, I think that today as women particularly in North America you know we want it all we wanted everything yeah yeah and I really see that with young people um they say certain things about the relationship I think oh my <laughs> uh I realize it really doesn't matter what age you're at so even if you're younger mm-hmm. or if you're older like me and we're starting again you know mm. compromise is something that you have to do if you want a relationship with somebody uh yeah you can't say i me 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 i want i want and if you choose to have a family you you, you're sort of diluting that too but one of the things that i've really worked on to change from what i did the first time around and actually i wrote notes on it too is that Mm -hmm is the self-love and self-care piece. Mm-hmm. Because I think that the younger generation of women uh, are certainly my daughters. I have two daughters and, and I've really tried to empower them. I think it's yeah. very important, equal rights, and I'm a bit of a mm-hmm. feminist, but is that they're not afraid to stand up for themselves and say no, or, you know, they, they have a voice where I, traditionally I felt I, I was educated not to do that so much actually well it's uh, very so. interesting you're bringing up a really interesting uh theme how you know we empower our children to speak up and this is yeah. something I personally had to learn actually you know yeah had to learn in in recent years in relationships because as if you know we have feminine masculine masculine is very strong and masculine can be a little scary. And uh, at times, you know, especially when it's just solid masculine, you know, there's a generality of, okay, I don't want to bother. I don't want to say anything. I just, I just like, I was like, I'll be silent. I'll, I'll but that's, that's the, something that I, you know, I witnessed in myself around very strong masculine um, and um, had to work out, you know, 
can you can you relate to this you know yeah totally actually yeah. you really speak to me on this I think we touched huh. on this before is the the masculine energy like I've really been working on my feminine energy look I'm wearing pink Woohoo! Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um Yes, because I really wanted to establish myself. I wanted to be independent. I wanted to be strong. I mean, I've had people describe me as, uh, you know, aggressive as opposed to assertive and, you know, driven rather than, you know, passionate or whatever, because I, I exuded a lot of confidence, um, but it was derived as masculine energy. But would you say that is masculine or is it strong feminine? Like, what is it? Or, or do, you, do you think it, it was coming from the inner masculine? I think, I think that I, I was trying to, uh, I was using masculine. I, I mean, I'm feminine, but I was using masculine tactics mm -hmm. hmm. instead of using feminine tactics. And I think it's got a lot to do with role models. You know, what are the you, masculine what, tactics? What are, sorry to interrupt you. I'm, what what are the masculine tactics in your in your opinion? Well, my all my role models of people that I worked with in different environments. I mean, I worked in an engineering firm. They were all men. All the managers were men. I was middle management. So all of the people that I was trying to emulate or to mm -hmm. um, grow up with were all masculine people. Right. So and I come, I have three brothers. I have a very strong masculine father. Uh, so, you know, I didn't have a lot of female role models. And, you know, just even the nuances of how to dress. Like when I when I was working in London before, I mean, I'm going to age myself a bit here, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> uh, you know, the style of dress was a suit, even if it was a female suit, you know, or a female skirt and jacket and blazer. And, you know, it's still very masculine, you know, instead of, you know, celebrating being a woman, it doesn't mean that you have to show everything, but yeah. e even that presentation, because it's the outside circle of everything is is just one part it's the inside circle is so important like what what it is your energy from inside is actually the more of the driver for you in life and I don't think that many of us have kept connect with that these days like we're all still sort of trying we see these other women who are sort of models and all the rest of it but I feel like we Many of us are afraid of being feminine for various reasons. Um, first, if you're in a very relaxed feminine, the idea may be coming to mind, if I'm in this relaxed feminine, you know, <clears throat> it can be attractive to masculine, mm -hmm. you know? Like if you're in a meeting with men, so you have to gather yourself up and not be attractive, you know? Because feminine, masculine, they kind of attract. So you have to like be unattractive in a sense and be this, I don't know, maybe cold or like analytical and just. No, see, I, I, I totally disagree. I think every woman, every woman to celebrate being a woman and being feminine and, you know, be your best self. 
You know, I, I think that's my biggest thing is be your best self. Keep working on yourself. Keep looking at yourself as opposed to trying to emulate something else. Um, mm. You know, I'm not a man. I'm a woman. I have different qualities and different strengths. I can bring something to the table that other people can't. Mm. But but um, we are afraid, I think. I think we're trying right now. I think in business, women are trying really hard to you know stand up even further but we but we have to find our own path we don't need to just emulate the man and the masculinity in the business I mean you know I think that the other flip side that I've seen is that you know men can be very afraid afraid of women who are like <laughs> oh, you, know, yeah. you know I don't you know I think we have to learn to work together and we don't need to just say, okay, that was how they did it. That's how they were successful. No, we need to do it a different, different way. I mean, the, the prime no, minister, have- the prime minister of New Zealand is doing radical different things as a woman in that position. You know, she's, she's, she has, you know, stood out and said different things that other women in that environment wouldn't just never do. And, you know, good for her, you know, and, and, and probably men wouldn't be able to do some of those things, right? Because she's, she's, she's working from the woman uh, standpoint, right? So you're saying that women have something else and that we don't have to be like men. Like we're in a meeting with a man, we don't have to be like them. Whatever those qualities and tactics are, they are our, they are our feminine womanly tactics. That's what I'm yeah. getting. Yeah. What, what, what would be the like the the actual example of the masculine tactic and the feminine tactic? If you like, like just one. Oh, okay, well the, the the classic one. Okay. <laughs> the classic one, very short. You know, women always will say, "Well, I'm 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 you know, abbreviating here." Is so, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. You know, when you manage people, like I do HR, you know, I will ask people, "How how are you feeling? How how's it going?" You know, and you know, uh, checking in about their actual well-being as opposed to just okay, right? Here's the list of activities. How are you doing with your jobs? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Right, because the feminine is about surrender, transcendence. It's about being here right now. It's like being relaxed and 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 just to connect to someone and say how do you feel and not be afraid of that right there's a belief that you know masculine is about conquer and feminine is about surrender and you know some i used to think that surrender is weak you know i used to think Mm. that surrender is actually you lose control you 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 let everybody in you have to be on guard it's, it's actually harder harder to surrender i think so Oh yeah, but it's I mean, I, I've been working on I've been working on that. That's a good word because it's very powerful. Uh, rather than just driving, which is which is what I was kind of always have always done. Right now, I am trying very hard to listen more, be in the moment more, mm-hmm. check in with my feelings more mm-hmm. about uh, the, so awareness is huge you know, more about awareness piece. And I totally agree with you, you know, it, surrender is tough. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. I, rem- I, 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 I'll just do a segue to yoga 
yeah one of, one of the one of the poses that's such a simple pose and very good for people if you're sitting at a computer like me eight hours or nine hours a day is a forward fold you know you have your legs out straight <laughs> you just fold over and your hamstrings your lower back everything gets tight mine do i'm getting older it's getting tighter and i was remember the teacher at shivananda a long time ago he, you know you have to hold it hold it keep holding it you know and it's like okay gotta go inside gotta breathe gotta relax because nothing's going to release unless you surrender to the pose mm. and the people you know that hold it or push it it's a masculine energy yeah. you know control like it's control it's i'm getting down there i'm going for it doesn't mm -hmm. work mm -hmm. it will only work if you surrender into the pose it will only work if you actually let go and you relax your muscles in that sense. yeah mm -hmm. just whatever it is i relax my muscles like mm -hmm. I'm, i'm not trying to do anything i'm just mm -hmm. this is how it is for me right now mm -hmm. and if you do it's just amazing the results like if you can get past that yeah and I, and i really do think that, that that's one of the like yogi has so many life lessons if you practice yoga with those in those kind of intentions and that kind of depth it's a lot more than just doing you know touching your toes yeah i agree with you and and mm -hmm. yoga actually there's so many there's, there's an incorrect way of doing yoga is which is the trying every pose to be perfect like ah, i'm doing it right now you know and i i personally have been learning to just like really breathe and this is how my pose is my posture it doesn't have to be like this person or that person this is where i am today and i just let go and completely surrender to it yeah it's, it's like it's like so when i first started yoga many 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 years ago you know i come from a, a sporty background I have three brothers that did uh, competitive swimming i've always done sports i've been always in sports teams and things like that i first started yoga and you know exactly that you be in the room and you see everyone you're like okay i can do this you know and you can you can see that it is a masculine energy you know that if you can just focus inward yeah and relax and just do the practice with yourself it's your practice just for you doesn't matter it's, it's amazing it's not about competition right <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is so powerful because it's it's that amazing thing of presence and women have capacity for it you know well i think one of the things i so i'll give you an example Okay, my mom, my mom, unfortunately, has passed. But one of the things, you know, I am a meditation teacher as well, as you know. And, you know, I said to her, you know, come on, mom, let's do some meditation. She said, oh, I tried that once. <laughs> you know, I tried that once. And I just lay there and all I could think of was shop, the shopping list. <laughs> you know, my to-do list, darling. And you're thinking, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but you have to keep working at it. <laughs> Exactly. and and i think that um people have this sort of vision that you're just going to sit there and be zen <laughs> and it's just like no actually it takes work effort practice right every every time every day and it's not the same every day and you know um just like running a marathon you can't just go run a marathon tomorrow 
you have to go and train for it you exactly. know yeah. yeah and it's the practice of awareness right here right now all of yeah the, all the feelings and awareness. yeah so I, I wanted to talk to you about something that happened to me this week I had a I'm moving house and uh you know a lot of stress with moving a house right mm -hmm. uh and <laughs> I had a very very stressful day and my mind was all over the place like all over the place but I have this awareness now of knowing okay like this is not good like, go sit go breathe go go for a walk mm -hmm. and uh that evening I you know I didn't sleep well that night and the next day I get up and I do my meditation practice and I said no I need a I really need this today like I need it and I found a meditation practice I I sat there and did my meditation practice and when I did my morning walk and I went and listened to some music and I did all of my routine things that I do and it it made me very observant you know when everything's good when you're happy when everything is working, when you're not sort of like got a gazillion things to do, having a practice or having, you know, things in place is easy to do. Mm -hmm. It's when mm -hmm. things are tough or when you're stressed or when you have slept as a trigger mm -hmm. <laughs> is when you need it more. Exactly. That's why you're practicing it. That's why you're training the muscle. So yeah, you're training you the muscle. Moment. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally agree. So that in those moments, you can truly implement that. And especially when, when you get triggered, when you're when you have an amygdala attack, when you have cortisol and, you know, um, adrenaline in your in your body, and you feel like uh, either f running away or fighting or responding or, you know, having a quick response or being mean or, and, and this is the moment that's just like, take a deep breath. It's okay. You don't have to say anything. Just take a deep breath. Just, just, just walk away. Just take a deep breath. And then you respond. And, and I think mindfulness and the regular meditation practice teaches you to do those things because in those moments when it's hard to do it, your mind is so in control and it's telling you, sometimes it can tell you, it's not going to work. This meditation is like breathing. I, no, I need to respond right now. So just, <laughs> you need to like, yeah, and it, it's so true. And the other thing that's so important is to, if you, you know, if you start having that awareness, you have your practice. So you're, you're like you say, you're doing, using the muscles, you're getting used to it, right? Then you have the awareness of when you get triggered, all right? And the moments. But the other thing I really would like to say is forgiveness. Mm. Because, you know, I hear again and again, other women talk about guilt. I, I, I'm actually not a guilt person. I have I have other triggers. I'm not a guilt person at all. But is that okay? So you ate chocolate today when you're really trying to lose weight. And forgive yourself and get back on the bandwagon the next day. Mm -hmm. You missed your meditation practice because you just forgot. You mm -hmm. know, just get off <laughs> the sort of you know beating up or. Yeah. giving yourself a hard time I think women do that a lot mm -hmm. and you need to remember you know consistent perfect they can't yeah. be perfect yeah. and then and you know every day is a new day every day is a new day start again start again start again and that's what makes it perfect just showing up every day no matter mm -hmm. if it was yesterday if you missed your practice or you had the chocolate and it's so 
it's okay to have chocolate every now and then you can't have your for the rest mm. of your life have no zero chocolate right it's okay yeah but I used to do like I I have a certain amount of time that I like to allot myself to meditation and I realized that you know some days I'm just too busy I have to, like or, or or I have a pressing meeting or something and instead of skipping it I will say okay I'll just do 10 minutes instead of my regular time right mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and so there's 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 that piece as well is you know being aware adapt if you can't do it or you did something you know that wasn't really what you wanted to do it doesn't matter start again yeah start again, start again exactly you know what I um because I have become so busy with the kids and I'm working I have a babysitter helping me which is wonderful and my husband helping which is amazing um and I also do a lot of things myself there's there's very rarely a moment of just like relaxing you know there's everything is very structured but um so now I, I'm going to I'm going to interrupt you there. Yeah, because I'm older. <laughs> I was like that, really, Com- completely like that, because I, you know, I'm a project manager and I can manage like end to end, and and all and and I and I like it, but I've learned as I got older that structure is not always good that you actually need that space that just that space of nothingness of nothingness do you schedule that nothingness in your calendar this is my time of nothingness nothingness i actually would say no but but i know if i haven't had it like mm-hmm. i i i guess i adapt so you know if I my partner like I I love to go walking so in the evening I'll go for a walk and if my partner doesn't want to come or whatever then you know I'm not going to tell them I'm going to go sit on a park bench and just chill oh (laughs) no (laughs) because I don't it's it's for me yeah or you know I, I I am on my walk I mean, I love nature and it really feeds my soul and it really makes me grounded. And so I'll be out on my walk and, you know, I'll just have a epiphany of looking at the sky or the tree or something. Just stand and take the time. Yeah. Like, you know, it's so important that everything is not structured and especially having children because Mm -hmm. they need to they need to learn nothing they, you know that we in North America we love to structure everything pack it in swimming lessons music lessons ballet lessons yeah. you know I know I was raised that way I raised my children a lot that way too but I do know that having the nothing time so that they learn you know go out play call someone write do something else uh they need to learn that you you need to learn that everyone needs to learn that we usually have our weekends obviously for this kind of sort of nothingness but we you know we'll plan we're gonna go there we're gonna go to the fountain we're gonna go to the beach we're gonna go have dinner like but it's it's a lot a lot more relaxed but what i'm trying to do is even when it is really busy and let's say i didn't have the time to meditate the way i used to 
I do this. I was literally like, I was, I made um, oatmeal for my daughter and it was hot and um, I'm blowing at it like to make it cool, right? To cool off a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it like meditation, like deep breath and really relaxing myself all the way in and out, not just, but like I'm doing it more mindfully. That's just to relax myself. Or if I'm singing a song to her at night, I try to sing a song and I, I do it sometimes I do it repetitive. Like I have one mm. verse, I'm just repeating it over and over, especially for Adelina. I would do it for 20 minutes and I would I'm like, wow. Yeah. I love that. <sighs> I did. I did that. I love that. We did it at Shivananda and this yeah. is where I learned it actually doing this uh, yeah. repetitive. Yeah. I'll never forget Tessa, that feeling I experienced at Shivananda. It's like I was literally high yeah it's very it's yeah it's it's really interesting because uh for me going to Shivananda was like coming home because mm. a lot of the things that I felt and learned and did when I went there they already did and I was like oh there's other people like me oh great <laughs> yeah you know we're all clapping and singing I'm like yeah gosh I'm, I'm at home here yeah, it was like a big party, big, big spiritual, you know, meditation party. It was, and everybody's dressed and it's just so beautiful. Your whole body is like vibrating when you sing, when you sing that, you know, you feel so happy. Yeah. So like the, the last, you know, I haven't been to the ashram for a while because of COVID and everything, but you know, my last memory of something that really was, that vibrated with me like that was, and I'm very lucky, as I said, I, I went to to India and I went to Rishikesh and I hadn't I didn't. <laughs> it just shows, you know, uh, I really believe that things come into your life when you're ready. Uh, and you have to be open, but they come into your life. And, you know, I didn't really know that Rishikesh was the birthplace of yoga for like Shivananda. <laughs> I didn't know. And I ended up there. OK, you know, and there we were on the Ganges you know singing you know with a whole bunch of people and they were from different parts of the world and just sitting there vibrating singing and chanting and it's just you know something I'll never forget and it's just that wonderful union wow wonderful yeah do you, do you feel like you you can experience that vibration more so when you're with around people as opposed to just by yourself <clears throat> um, it's different it's it's, it's like I, it's the same when I teach meditation I said you know start when you do meditation alone as opposed to doing meditation in a group the mm -hmm. energy is very different mm -hmm. very very different um, what do you use to meditate now what type of uh, methods techniques do you use to meditate today uh, today I use mantras so I use mantras uh, I do I breath just inside of yourself silently or out loud? Actually, I like to say them out loud to start and then silently. Mm -hmm. uh, I do like that. Uh, and I also do breath. I, uh, I like to do breath work, especially in the morning. Mm -hmm. I like to do breath work. It's really helpful for me. Do some movement, do some breath work, do some meditation, do a bit of everything. It really sets me up for the day. And if I don't have that, I know. I can tell later in the day I missed it. <laughs> What, what what tells you that you missed it? What what's do you feel like more stressed? Are you sort of the sound? I just don't. Uh, it sets you up for the right path. 
it's it's like people you know you have a morning routine we talk about this a lot you know people talk about successful people have morning routines you know what is that routine so actually i've i actually carved this year as like a project for myself to improve my morning routine you know what did i want that to look like what did i think was important what did i think that was of value what did i think that would um help me grow so I've actually been really working on that this year I've dropped a couple of things mm-hmm. and how long and does I, it last yeah. when the morning routine sorry to interrupt you how long does your morning routine last with those things it's two hours two hours okay and this is but, but that but that is from the time I wake up to the time I go to work okay and what time do you wake up I wake up at seven just before seven mm-hmm. like 10 to seven and I get to work for like 10 to nine nine o'clock Right. It's two hours for you, right? It's just for the routines involve you only. Yeah, which I'm very lucky. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like, did you have that years ago when you first married? Or was it, is it like a recent thing? How recent is that? No, I think I've always done something. Uh, I actually, I look back on when I last felt sort of, in my 20s, I I did have a routine, but of course I wasn't uh, doing yoga and meditation at that time. I was doing sport and fitness. So I used to get up and I used to go to a gym and I used to, that was my sort of Zen place at that time. Like it was fitness, 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 fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, that it was time for myself and, you know, getting dressed nicely for work and, you know, um, connecting with the world around and walking always walking like I go for a walk as well in the mornings and stuff even when it's minus 30 here in Canada (laughs) but you know what Tessa it's not it's probably easier for you to do those two hours now because your kids are grown up right because for me it would be almost impossible to have two hours for me no absolutely and and that's why I say I'm lucky but but I think that um you know, when you're a young mom, you have to adapt and have it at a different time. So when my children were younger, you know, I was very keen on kids having an afternoon nap. And that was mommy's time. Either I have a nap, but it's time for myself, you know, read a book, you know, have a snooze, uh, have some quiet time that nothing don't plan. (laughs) Right. And this is so dangerous because I only have six hours, five days a week for work. After that, I have to be with my kids. I play with my kids and I do things that for, you know, for the home. And it may be useful, you know, hearing you, even in those six hours, just choose that one hour for me. It doesn't yeah. have to work, work, work. I get Yeah, and absolutely, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, go for a walk on the beach or, or, or you know, go and do something for yourself. Celebrate yourself. Like, uh, lay by the pool oh my gosh just to imagine i have a pool right here in my complex just for me to think about it imagine the idea an hour by the pool doing nothing oh my god why gosh. not why not i would be there every day because <laughs> i love actually you know i'm in the wrong place i should be where you are because i'm a sunshine baby i love <laughs> the pool and sunshine and the beach uh yeah i think that um i learned that lesson later on in life Mm. you know that's why I'm saying something to you now don't you know don't because time you never know how much time you have on this planet you mean on On this this planet planet? no yeah that's you you really and you know ask me about being joyful and things like that you've got to celebrate life every day I I I realized you know 
<laughs> maybe this is a little personal, but you know, like I'm in my fifties and my partner came home, you know, and he was lying on the bed and he's just like, oh, dead. you know, I wrestled him, you know, I'm in my fifties. It's like, come on, let's go. Hey, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's important to really enjoy life. And it, you know, don't you I mean you know I've had lots of challenges and struggles and strifes in my life just like everyone has everyone yeah. does I think everyone needs to understand that we all have our own journeys but so you know takeaways so so sorry to, did you want to say something I interrupted you no uh, it's fine I wanted to say that we have a few uh 10 minutes left there's one question I want to ask you it's it's, it's mm. sort of different but first of all first of all the takeaways for our audience is that it's okay to be in your feminine, celebrate your femininity. Don't be afraid of it. Yep. Be it. Just, just, just be it. Explore it. Get to know it. We don't need to try to be masculine or race with a masculine. Let's get to know our feminine. Just sur- surrender is fine. It's safe to surrender. Surrender means presence, undeniable right here, right now. Getting to know yourself, checking with yourself. Just like Tessa said, when she's talking to people, she's saying, how, how do you feel? So that she can, she brings people right here, right now. And, and just being able to see someone, right? To see the, the, the truth of the moment. It's right here, right now. We surrender. Feminine is powerful. And the other thing is for us women, we must take breaks. And this is something that I, I must also learn and incorporate in my life, you know, as a mom who's just sort of say like a new mom, still new mom, you know, three years of being a mom, um, I want to do work. I want to do all those things. And I, I want to be a mom, but it's okay to have an hour. It's okay. It's okay. Just, just an hour of nothingness. And you know what? I'm going to do that next week. I'm going to lay by the pool by myself for an hour without the phone. Without yeah. The phone, because I'm not going to waste my time on, on the phone. Just, yeah. Maybe with, maybe with a pen and paper, if I have to, if something comes to no, me. No, but that's lovely because it's nice yeah. pen and paper, put down ideas, things that come. Yeah. That's how, actually, that's how you can be creative. There we go. So I'll take pen and paper. If something comes, I'll write it down. But I just like lay in the sun, put some SPF, maybe swim by myself. So everybody who's listening, do that if you don't have that time for yourself. And the other thing that you summarize is that you said about women, you've got friends, you know, about getting married, is that if you really, really, really want a partner in your life, you have to understand there's compromise and that... Yeah. You can't have everything because you're not just you. Exactly. You can't have everything. You're not just you and compromise. It's okay. But at the same time, when you compromise, you should never over compromise to lose yourself. No, absolutely not. No, I know you still, if it doesn't speak to you, if it doesn't fit with you, no, you should never give that up. Absolutely not. But, but, but that's, that's like a, you know, you have to learn about how to do that with your partner right? You have to learn about that. And it's a, it's a learning experience and always growing. It's not stagnant. No, because as you grow, as your children grow, or if you, if your partner moves or you have a different job, you know, things change. So you have to adapt together and, you know, you both have to work at it. And you both have to want it. Yeah. And things never stay the same. Things do change. No. And sometimes... Yeah. We're so women are so afraid to go into a relationship thinking that this is this is it. I'm losing my freedom. 
but things changed. Like for me, I can definitely attest to the fact that I was afraid, you know, of completely losing my freedom and doing what I love. But here I am, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I love. You know, my, my husband and I have found ways to talk and negotiate. Exactly. There you go. And I actually want to commend you on how much more feminine you are. Oh, thank you. Really appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's important we celebrate. That's who we are. So let's continue to celebrate. I want to thank you, Tessa, showing up today and uh, mm, really very welcome. I enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Bye. Take care. Bye bye.